if you've opened any magazine <laughs> or watched any television show, you're aware of what we consider to be an ideal body type. Happiness, success, freedom, energy, fun, balance, strength, peace. It all stems from our physical and emotional well-being. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion with experts to show you the way. This is Be Well, a podcast from Crossover Health. Not sick is not enough. Being well is a movement to get the most we want out of life. In each of our episodes, we pick a health or lifestyle topic, bring in one of our doctors from the front lines, and have a real conversation. Be well, do good, enjoy life. What's up, everyone? This is Dan Lord, Regional Medical Director for Crossover Health. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion. Just a reminder, the following presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Very excited to have my co-host with me today, Danielle Hutzfeldt, the Health Coach Program Manager. Thanks, Dan. Yes. Yay, co-hosting. Yay. So in this series, we've got four clinical experts who approach weight management, each from a different perspective. So we're going to hear from a doctor, a psychologist, a health coach, a fitness coach, all about how they help our members achieve their weight goals. And for crossover members, all four of these medical experts work together on the same team. If you're not a crossover member, it, this is going to be a great way for you to learn what type of individual support may work best for you. So I am super excited to introduce our guest today, Camilla Lee. So Camilla is one of our dietitians uh, and health coaches here at Crossover. Camilla earned her Bachelor of Science from Evergreen State College in Washington, where she completed her nutrition studies and her dietetic internship at Hunter College in New York City. As I said, she's a registered dietitian uh, through the Commission on Dietetic Registration, and um, she is a board-certified health and wellness coach through the National Board of Medical Examiners. She's also certified as a mindful eating instructor, and she's a member of Diversify Dietetics. Camilla started her career working at a day treatment program for people living with HIV and AIDS, and she's been with Crossover for the past four years. Currently, she works in our virtual clinics covering the East and Northeast regions. And after spending a long time in New York City, about 15 years, she just moved to Philadelphia. <laughs> so welcome, Camilla. Hi, thank you. Excited to be here. Welcome, Camilla. We're so glad to have you on. Uh, our last few episodes featured Drs. Bob Pampin and Kritisa Sly, who you've worked with on this topic of weight management. So love to just start by having you tell us a little bit more about your practice here at Crossover. So as a health coach here at Crossover, I get to work with our members on lifestyle change. So helping people to create new and lasting habits, changing how they eat, how they move, um, looking at their sleep, stress management to help them improve their health and wellness. So we look at people holistically. All of these things play into health. And so when we're talking about the subject of weight, can you talk a little bit about how that approach applies? I mean, I think, um, you know, one thing that, that people really 
come into health coaching with is this idea that like it should be this simple formula, you know, calories in, calories out, move more, eat less. Like what's, you know, it should be easy. And and when it doesn't work for them, they end up maybe feeling unmotivated, disappointed, maybe even some shame. The truth is it's it's really complicated. You know, our health, there's a lot of components to it. Our, our weight is much more than just simply calories in and calories out. So I think it's it's really important too to call out that that health is more than just weight. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think it's really easy for us to get focused on this really narrow measurement, which is just weight. It's a number on a scale. But there's much, much more to our health, right? And we we also know that weight is not the full story, right? Even if you're talking about chronic disease, like we know that People in every single size body get every single type of chronic disease. So it's not the only thing. And and as a health coach, I don't think it's the most important thing. So I would encourage people to really look at, you know, the full picture of themselves. What does your sleep look like? What does your stress management look like? What are your routines in your day? What is your movement? Um, you know, and we and a crossover particularly, we also look at the even bigger picture of, you know, what's your financial stability? What's your food access? What's the environment that you're living in? Um, there's so much that play into our health aside from just the one measurement of weight. I appreciate that. And, and I've heard both of you, you know, we've, we've worked together at Crossover for a long time developing programs. And this is so central to the philosophy of our coaching and philosophy of how we build our programs. Uh, I think it's worth, for lack of a better word, double clicking on, because to me, like I look at the objective results sometimes and say, hey, did you lose weight or not? Or, or a lot of times outside um, forces wanna know, hey, did you lose weight or not? And that is the indicator of success. Could you guys talk about a little bit more like how do you respond to that? How do you respond to, to patients and members who also feel that way? Um, how can we get around this? Yeah, I think, you know, we love having measurements. We love having an outcome. We love having like, oh, I can show you, you went from here and then you ended up there. Um, and, and our members like seeing that too, right? Um, so, which is why, which is part of why people do get quite attached to weight and the number on the scale. But I think what I've seen happen with members is they become so narrowly fixated on that number that they actually ignore all of their other successes. Like, well, how are you feeling? I feel really good. I have a lot more energy. Okay. And like, how are you, you know, even like, how are your clothes fitting? Yeah, my clothes are fitting better. Like I'm, I'm losing inches or like things are changing in my body. My energy is better. My sleep is better. Um, my relationships might be better, but like, because they're fixated on this one number, they, they discount all of these successes that they're actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. And even objective, um, additional objective measurements, like I've lost inches or my clothes have gone down a size, or maybe that doesn't change, but my cholesterol went down or my hemoglobin A1C went down you know, you're so right. People can get so narrowly focused on one element that Mm -hmm. the rest just seems to not matter as much. And you kind of set yourself up for feeling failure or losing motivation when you're just focused on this one thing versus like really paying attention to the, the holistic view of how you're feeling. 
Well, and I'd love to hear from you, Camille, because I definitely see this. And Dan, even, you know, when you were practicing, you might see this as well. There's a lot of expectation that comes in with uh, weight as it relates to health. There's mm. internal expectations. There's external expectations that can even even include some like stigma. Can you just talk about that a little bit? It- you know, we, we certainly live in a culture that prioritizes and idealizes smaller bodies, right? We, if you've opened any magazine <laughs> or watched any television show, you're aware of what we consider to be an ideal body type. But people that are maybe existing in a larger body have probably been experiencing, you know, weight stigma, which can really prevent them from living their fullest life and accessing their best health, right? Like oftentimes people avoid the doctor or avoid care um, because they're concerned about stigma, because they're concerned about an attitude that might be um, leveled at them from whatever provider they might be going to see, which is another, again, another reason why I really appreciate crossover. I think we really try to provide an inclusive environment here where we really pay attention to our members and make sure that they're seen and they're heard and that their needs are getting met. And that's certainly my intention as a health coach um, is to, to bring people in and create a place that's free of that weight stigma. And, you know, we don't have to talk about weight at all if you don't want to. Like, what are your goals? What do you really want to see for yourself? Do you even want to lose weight? Is that important to you? What, what, are, what are your biggest motivations around changing your health? Yeah, and one thing that I've seen certainly you do with with uh, with members that crossover, and something that I certainly try to do is also talk about um, expectations around weight. As you said, people come in and they want to lose weight, and that deserves a deeper conversation about you know why, what does that mean to you, right? Um, what what do you think it will mean? If you lose weight, because I think sometimes people can have some unrealistic expectations of what weight loss can do. Absolutely. Definitely. I think that we often attach a lot to weight loss. Well, once I get to this weight, everything will be different. I'll have more confidence. I'll be able to date or get this job I want or I'll, you know, I'll be this totally different person. All these opportunities will open up to me. It's like, oh it's still going to be the same you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Is that is that true? And do you need to wait until you get to a certain place um, weight-wise to, to start really living your life and enjoying it? You, you probably don't. This concept also leads me into the next kind of idea that I hear, the relationship people have with food. And, and that is, I think... I'm learning from you guys as that is one of the most important factors. One of the things that you guys would say, Hey, this is successful because you've changed your relationship with food. Can you dig into that? What does that mean? And and how does that factor into this uh, approach? Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I always talk to the members, like there's what you eat and there's how you eat. And to me, <laughs> how you eat is way more important than what you eat. Like we all know we should have a few more vegetables, but how are you using food? Like what are you using it to satisfy hunger? Are you using it to soothe emotions? Are you using it as a tool when you're bored? Are you using it as a stress coping mechanism? Um, 
so really looking at that relationship to food. Does food cause you anxiety? Does food does food stress you out? Do you feel, you know, you have control around food? Um, I think our relationship to food, we're not even really aware of it. Like it starts when we're very, very young. If you think about the first interaction you might have with food as a, an infant is most likely, you know, your mother feeding you. It's an act of love and safety and security and comfort. And that's where your relationship with food starts. And it only grows from there. You know, we get so much messaging about how we, how to use food as a comfort, as a reward, as a distraction. Um, and, you know, we aren't taught to kind of consider that, which is something that makes that, that calories in, calories out thing just feel very like, why is it so simple for other people? But for me, like every time I'm stressed out, I'm eating... 25 Oreo cookies. Like how? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's then where we're, we're sort of taught when we're not looking at that piece of it and we're just maybe pursuing a diet that is very calories in calories out. Then we're taught that we're the failure when in mm-hmm. reality, the system failed you. You're not really looking at the right, the right things. And so Camilla, what I'm hearing you say is as a health coach, we're acknowledging that things are that the that weight is complicated. It yeah. is not just calories in, calories out. It is influenced by your relationship with food, um, weight stigma. It, you know, there are physical physiological um, pieces to that that we could certainly go into that, but that might be a whole different podcast. But I think what we're saying is coaching acknowledges that this is not a cut or dry issue and mm-hmm. that it is, it's complicated. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about maybe some of the cases that you've seen or how you've worked with somebody that highlights this sort of complex relationship? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think I, I frequently will work with people that are like, I'm eating all the healthiest things and like, I'm not losing weight. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like what's happening? And it's sort of like, well, even if you're eating all the healthiest things, if you're giving your body more than it needs because you're using food emotionally, because you're snacking mindlessly all day when you're not actually hungry, you might not be able to get to the place that you want to. Um, There's a, a, a member that I've been working with who's, you know, she's, um, she's a manager at her job. So she has many people working underneath her and she really likes to take care of her employees. So she always has an open door policy and come in any time, tell me what you need. I'm here for you. So all day she's really giving a lot of herself to, to her employees. And then she comes home, she's got three kids. She's a mom, she's got a partner she walks in the door, she's exhausted from her day and immediately will just like eat something very, very quickly just to have a moment. And then dinner happens. She's kind of full from the snacks she just ate, but she's having dinner because it's dinner time. And that's what you do at dinner time. It's a family meal. And then in the evening, she finds herself also eating again. And it's sort of like, okay, well, let's look at your day. Like what, what, what's happening at that time when you get home from work and that evening snacking time? Like the first question is, are you hungry then? If you're hungry, great. We should eat when we're hungry. But if you're not hungry, you know, what is that about? And through talking with her, she was like, it's me time. I need me time. I've been giving myself to people all day and I just need a moment to myself. And it's like this quick burst of stress relieving 
I'm just doing it for me. <laughs> and in that moment, it feels great. But because it's actually going kind of against her values, like she really wants to be changing her relationship with food. She is trying to lose some weight and she's showing up to dinner already full and then walking away from dinner even more full and actually uncomfortable. And it's sort of like, you know, she's not even feeling great and it's not actually solving the problem for her. And the same with the evening, you know, then she's with her kids all night and she's just, again, wants that like me time. So, you know, we're working together to find like, okay, what's another thing you can do that's not food? So when you come home from work, can you spend an extra five minutes in your driveway doing a short meditation, doing a little something for yourself? Or maybe it's before you leave work. Like how can you, what are other ways of getting me time? What are other ways of like recharging your batteries that are not, you know, mindlessly eating something right before your healthy dinner that you've got prepared? Right. So in that case, there is a exploration of that person's relationship with how they are eating. Yeah. So, I mean, and this, each person is going to have a different scenario, right? Definitely. It's very, I think the work that we do is incredibly personalized and it's very around what you know, it, it's personalized in terms of everyone is coming with a different story, a different history, a different relationship to food, mm-hmm. a different schedule, but it's also personalized and that it's, it's really about the members' priorities, like what's important to you. We're going to work on what you care about um, and dig into why it's important to you. What's, what's your real deep motivation around that? Because yeah. that's going to keep you going when it's lifestyle change gets hard. <laughs> that's right. Again, it's not cut or dry. It's not just, hey, do this set of rules and right. and everything will work out swimmingly. Right. It's it's very it needs to be individualized to what a person is uh, um you know is dealing with. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the ways coaching can help here. And you have certainly talked about a couple of them, diving into what is really behind the desire to lose weight? Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Expectations, are they realistic or not? What are all the factors that could be playing into that person's health? Talking about relationship with food, but what else? How else can coaches help people work on health goals, but in particular weight goals? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um you know, we, we do a very long initial session <laughs> where we really cover all the areas where we kind of, you know, talk about what are your health priorities, what's important to you. And then we kind of go through like, what are you doing now? What's, what's, what are your behaviors and habits and routines now? And then we ask like, what do you want? Like, what do you want it to be like? Um, and what I find really interesting about those people that often come in where you ask about health priorities and they're like, weight loss is all I want. But by the end of the conversation, we ask them, you know, so what's your wellness vision? Like, what is your ideal health and wellness look like for you? If you could picture yourself, what, what does that look like? And they almost never talk about weight loss at that moment. Cause we really talk through like what, you know, what is your daily routine? Like what is exercise? What would you like exercise to be like for you? What is your sleep? Like what's your stress management skills? Like how could those be improved? Um, and you through that conversation really illuminate for them. Like these are all the parts, you know, there's so much more to your health than just this thing that you came in 
thinking about? You know, it's nice to have a roadmap. What are we working towards? What are our three month goals? And then how are we going to get there? Like, what's <laughs> what's the destination we want to get to? And then what are the directions to, to start moving there? Yeah, absolutely. And in coaching, we like to get super specific and, and measurable and actionable um, yeah. because that really is the best way to move forward towards those goals and that vision is by getting specific. Yeah, getting specific and realistic. I think one pitfall is people want to make a lot of changes right away and it's sort of like, da, 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 let's rein it in. <laughs> Better to set something that's realistic and like if you go, if you, if you, surpass it like gold stars for you. Great. We don't want to set you up to fail. We don't want to set you up with something that's actually not going to work for you. And then you're kind of bummed out that you didn't meet your goals and you're losing motivation. Like we want, we want to keep you moving and keep that motivation going. Um, So making sure that they're setting realistic goals. And I love working with people on their mindset. I think it's so important to think about like, what is your mindset for change? And really, because we're, we have such a tendency to be so self-critical, so self-judgmental. You know, we're just ready to like berate ourselves at any moment, speak to ourselves in a way that is so negative. You'd never talk to anyone that you care about in the way that we feel is okay to speak to ourselves. And really, when you want to change something, like if, if you, you know, if you had a problem at work, would you just yell at it? No, you'd ask questions, you'd get curious, you'd be like, why isn't this working? What's going on? Let me, let me look at this part of the process. Let me look at the middle. Like, let me ask some questions in here. Like, you could yell at it, but that's almost definitely not going to solve the problem. So we really need to adopt the same mindset for ourselves. Like, be curious. Like, oh, I tried something. It didn't work. Why not? Or, you know, I set out to my day to be like X, Y, and Z, and it ended up like not even close to that. Well, what happened? <laughs> like, when we can be curious, we get a lot of really great information that we can use to, to, to make those changes we need to make or figure out why things aren't working. What do we need to tweak? You know? That's right. This isn't pass or fail when it comes to lifestyle. It is uh, all learning. So yeah. either you experiment with something and it works or it, it doesn't work and you learn from it. But I think as we, as we talked about earlier, we're so often told in society that if we don't lose weight or we don't reach that, um, that desired goal that we have somehow failed when sometimes it's just the systems that we've set up that aren't working for us. And so yeah, there isn't one right way. So now it's time to, to try a new experiment. So it's yeah. that I'm so glad you brought up mindset because that is so, so important to this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We also really rely on like we have this idea that like willpower is going to conquer everything, which is not true. <laughs> like It's not mm-hmm. that you have no willpower if you aren't able to change your diet. Like you need to, again, like look at everything holistically, like what isn't working? How can you set things up to make it easy for yourself? Like, right. how, you know, exercise, when does it fit in in your day? When are you most likely to do it? Are you choosing an exercise that you hate? Well, you're probably not going to want to do it. Like, let's find something you enjoy. Um, I'd also say along with that mindset is just moving away from perfectionism. Like, all or nothing. If I'm not exercising an hour every day, it's not worth doing at all. Like that could not be further from the truth. Some is always better than none. And, you know, we have to start somewhere. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. Thinking about letting go of perfectionism and setting up your systems and your routine to support the changes that you want to make. Because you're mm-hmm. right, willpower is not it's it's not uh, foolproof. It will it will fail you. Willpower will fail you. And also, we talk in coaching a lot about motivation, and it is really important to get to the root of your why. Mm-hmm. Um, that is important. But on the day to day motivation, mm, you can't rely necessarily rely on that, right? You need to set up your systems and your routines in order to be able to execute on that. Like if I say I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to go to the gym, do you think I'm bounding out of bed every day, like skipping my way to the gym because I'm so motivated? No. It wouldn't be super surprising. I can tell you that I'm not. But what I'm doing (laughs) is I'm setting up systems that help me get there even when I'm not, I may not be feeling the most motivated you know, I'm setting up systems and routines to help me achieve that. So absolutely. Mindset, totally important. Well, Camilla, thanks so much for joining us today. We covered a lot of ground. Is there any other strategies that we missed? Anything, any final words uh, of advice? I always like to bring people to mindfulness, like really trying to just always be cultivating awareness around how am I feeling? What's happening right now? Remembering to breathe. Um, I think that mindfulness can be kind of an umbrella for like really taking care of ourselves and and, and paying attention to what we need and, and getting ourselves what we need so that we can get to the place we want to get to with our health goals. That's amazing. Thank you so much. We would like to get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay if we uh, put you on the hot seat and uh, Give you some rapid fire questions. Yes. Are I you ready? I am ready, I think. <laughs> what are you currently watching or listening to? Mm, I love podcasts. I'm like addicted to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts in the morning. I would say my favorite podcast is um, called It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. It's an NPR podcast, okay. kind of like culture. Yeah. And he's just like a great, you know, I love the way he interviews people and he always has interesting people on. It's a good mix of topics, but it's my favorite. I like it a lot. Yeah. All right. So what is your guilty pleasure? Um, let's see. I, I would say my guilty pleasure is probably three days out of the weekday after my lunch. I will go out and buy a Twix bar and eat it. Three days? Wow. Yeah. You feel very guilty. But I'm going to say I do not feel guilty. I enjoy <laughs> it. I lo- I savor it. It is delicious. Go. I think the Twix is one of the best candy bars. You mindfully. <laughs> because it's got everything. So I'm right there with you. Twix, you heard it here. Please send us some, some samples. Mm-hmm. I think you have a new ambassador. Yeah. Thank you. What's one thing you do every day to stay healthy? I would say uh, it's sort of one thing, but many things. Like my morning routine, I'm very, very attached to. I love getting up early. Um, I wake up pretty early every day. And I just I love having a long, luxurious, relaxed morning. I find I'm the most focused in the morning. So in my morning routine, there's 
four days a week, there's exercise. I try to meditate every day. But I also just love the time of like, before I go to work, I look at my day, I write down my schedule, I write down my to-do list. So when I'm approaching my day, I just feel totally ready. I know what's, I know what's happening. I know when my little breaks are that I can take. I know what my lunch is going to be. Like it just, I love coming into a day feeling like organized and calm. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Anyone 18 or over in the United States can be a Crossover Health member. At Crossover, you stay connected to a care team that works together and gets to know you over time. A doctor, a nurse, a mental health expert, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a health coach, a fitness coach, and a care navigator. Go to crossoverhealth.com to join the healthcare revolution. If you like our podcast, please follow or subscribe and leave a review. If you have a topic you want us to explore, let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Crossover Health. Until next time, be well.